if you're able to, I'd like to say a few words now, if you can stay a few moments, about Advent, which we're just about to begin right after Thanksgiving. Uh, but I think now is the time to say a few words about how you can prepare and live in a good way. And then I'll, I'll do the meditation, at least part of the meditation, for the holy souls in purgatory right afterwards. And there's a saying that the joy of Christmas is directly proportionate to how well we live the preparation of Advent. And I think it's very true. I think it's very true that the uh, the joy of, of Christmas, and even more than the joy, the graces of Christmas, all that God wants to, to pour out, is in proportion to how well we live Advent. And so for Advent, um, Advent is the reason that violet or purple is worn during Advent is it's a time of penance and so it's a time of extra sacrifices but it, that's the only real path to the joy, the peace, the renewal that God can give. As, as you've heard me often say, St. Paul says, Jesus Christ crucified is the power of God and the wisdom of God. If we want God's grace and help and joy and peace in so many ways, the way to that is, as our Lord says, whoever loses his life will find it. Whoever uh, wishes to save his life will, will lose it. And so during Advent, how can you lose your life uh, in simple, doable ways with your family to prepare for Christmas? Well, classically, the, the three great areas are prayer, and then charity or almsgiving, and then fasting or penance. And so it's good normally to pick at least one area to make a primary effort in. For fasting, the tradition was that except for Sundays or the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, usually every day during Advent, we had two small meals that together don't equal a full meal. And, and the custom was that also to not have meat or even sometimes dairy or fat during Advent. So that, that's not, none of that is obligatory in, in law, but it's a helpful model to have when considering if at least whether some people do embrace fully that still for Advent or, or something similar, or at least some steps in that direction for food. Then in terms of, of prayer, uh, prayer, <clears throat> course there's lots of different good meditations or good books to read, um, maybe making a holy hour more regularly than what you have in the past during Advent is a way of preparing, maybe going as a family to a holy hour if you aren't making one and trying to do that each week to prepare to adore our Lord at Christmas time. There's many different efforts in prayer. Of course this rosary, is a, the daily rosary is a great way to prepare for Christmas. And then for charity or almsgiving, We've been talking about the charity towards the poor souls by our prayers. And there's many, many acts of charity often towards those who are closest to us we're called to make. But one simple way that some families have done to help their children embrace the, the spirit of charity and also spirit of sacrifice is they'll set up a, uh, a crash, so an empty crash. Our Lord's not there yet. And they'll have something resembling straw, some sort of material, a little, it can be actually little pieces of straw, or it can be pieces of yarn or different things that look like straw. 
And the children and the whole family knows any time that we voluntarily during the day, if someone freely makes a sacrifice for our Lord, um, even an act of obedience, it's really hard to share your toy with your sister, but you share your toy anyway, or a thousand and one different things, if you do one, you get to place one piece of straw in the manger of our Lord. And our hope is that he's going to be nice and warm at Christmas time with lots of straw around him. And that's a nice visual way of helping us um, make each day different offerings out of love for him. And it winds up being very helpful for acts of charity that we haven't planned, but just occasions that arise that often involve sacrifices of acts of charity for those who are around us. So I'll stop there, but that's a couple of ideas of how you could live Advent well. And so I'll read now the um, part of the meditation for the, for the holy souls in purgatory. And I think for my throat, I probably better not read everything, but I'll read what I thought was perhaps the most helpful part for today. So this is a day of prayer for the souls who are suffering in purgatory on our account. St. Paul assures us that charity is the greatest of Christian virtues, and charity is exercised in its highest degree when we aid the poor sufferers in purgatory, many of whom perhaps are suffering there for sins we caused them to commit. So it's looking honestly, well, was there something I did at some point in my life, or maybe many things I did at some point in my life, that also encouraged other people to sin because of my example or words I said or, or things I didn't do, I should have done, and so forth. Are they in purgatory because of my actions or lack of actions? Let us pray very earnestly for them today. And I'm going to share with you <coughs> uh, just a few examples from the meditation today. So this St. Margaret Mary, uh, the great St. Margaret Mary, was praying one day for two persons of rank in the world who had died. One of them was shown to her as condemned for several years to the pains of purgatory. Notwithstanding the solemn services and the great number of masses that were offered for her, all these prayers and suffrages were applied by the divine justice to the souls of some families subject to her who had been ruined by her want of charity and equity in their regard. And as these poor people had left nothing after their death to obtain prayers for their souls, God supplied them in this way. The other person was in purgatory for as many days as she had lived years upon the earth. Our Lord made known to St. Margaret Mary that amongst all the good works this person had performed, he had had particular regard for certain humiliations she had received in the world, which she endured with a truly Christian spirit. So that shortened her purgatory. Humiliations endured with a truly Christian spirit, not only without complaint, but even without mentioning them. And that, in reward, he had been mild and favorable in his judgment. A gentleman, father to one of the novices, being dead, was recommended to the prayers of the community at Paray. The charity of St. Margaret Mary, then mistress of novices, 
induced her to pray more particularly for this person. And on the novice repeating her request for her prayers some days after, she said, Be satisfied, my child. He is in a state to benefit us by his prayers instead of needing ours. She then added, Ask your mother what generous action her husband performed before his death, for it is that which made the judgment of God favorable to him. It's going to show something now he did just before he died that, that allowed God to um, be so merciful to him. The novice did not see her mother until the time of her profession. She then asked what this act of Christian generosity was and learned that when the Holy Viaticum, that is the last rites, the Holy Communion, was given to her father, a butcher of the town joined those accompanied, who accompanied the Blessed Sacrament because people used to have a very strong sense, and we still should today, when the priest was carrying the Blessed Sacrament, people would kneel down, be quiet, uh, or even form, form a procession in honor of our Lord. Even when the priest is carrying just to the sickbed of someone. So um, a butcher of the town joined those who accompanied the Blessed Sacrament and placed himself in a corner of the room. The sick man, perceiving him, called him by his name, told him to approach, and cordially pressing his hand, asked his pardon with a humility very unusual in persons of high rank. For some severe words he had said to him some time before, and was desirous that everyone should witness the satisfaction he made for him. St. Margaret Mary had learned from God alone what had passed, and the novice knew by this the truth of what had been revealed to her holy mistress regarding the happy state of her father. And so God bless you all. Have a wonderful Sunday. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow for the Holy Rosary.